0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafiti. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. And one of the fun things about the 11 o'clock on Fridays is I get to talk to my pal, my teammates, host of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News, and. The person who puts together the incredible conversations program, Libby Collins. Everybody,
1: Ed. Good morning to you. How are you doing, Steve? I'm
0: very uh, enthusiastic today, and a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of positivity, a lot
1: of passion. How are you doing, Steve? Steve, you're on fire. <laughs> I am. A, I'm en fuego, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, yes.
1: Oh you know you know I and I, I really appreciate you having me on every Friday morning to to talk about I love some talking to you Libby Collins. Oh you're so nice. Thank you. You know did, this week did you get a chance to talk about these harm reduction vending machines at all?
0: I I, I did not. I saw the yep. story but I, did, I didn't get a chance to talk about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, because obviously they've been out there for a while, but they're they're looking for more businesses and more organizations to Add these particular machines that would—I uh, I, guess—they have fentanyl test strips and nasal naloxone and uh, f- uh, some other uh, medication lock bags, gun locks, things like that. And it's free; it's free to whomever goes up to these machines. It, and you it, say to yourself, "Why do we need these?"
0: Well, I knew—I well, know what you're asking me because I know with who your guest is for the conversations. But it, it's actually a great example of of sort of the uh, the informational gap that we we sometimes suffer from on stories like this
1: yeah exactly and and the reason I'm bringing this up is I had um, and the opportunity to sit down with a a man you know you'd look at him and you'd say hey he's every guy right he's he's here in Brookfield businessman successful nice house raised his kids the right way Except something happened to him that you'd never think would happen in a family like this. Um, George Moore, he shared the story of his son's addiction.
2: His addiction problem started in high school when he was prescribed a opioid for a sports injury. He got caught up in all that. He started to use uh, opioids socially. We also found out that in the 2000s he attended uh, New Berlin West High School and um, a lot of the parties had alcohol and Oxycontin and a lot of prescription opioids because that's when the whole opioid epidemic was raging. He went off to college at UWM, double major, finance and accounting, continued his habit, misusing. We found out also later that he actually tried to be clean in college and went to a methadone clinic in the inner city. It worked for a couple of years, but somehow he relapsed and started in again.
1: You know, and you think about this, um, and I, I'm sure a lot of people's reaction is wait a minute. Um, you had a kid, lived under your roof, you never knew he was using drugs. And I asked him that question about how he missed the signs of his son's opioid a- abuse. A lot of people would say wait a minute you lived with him he was under your roof there was no difference in his behavior
2: when you don't know what to look for and then after his death you what if yourself to death then you start to realize after you learn more about opioid addiction he was thin hey he didn't eat all the time you know motivational things but hey he went to college he graduated See, he did his
1: grades suffer at all
2: no the thing is is when you learn a lot about opioid addiction which I have You can be a functional opioid addict for a long time, and there's people out there with addiction for five years, ten years. It's not like being an alcoholic. And Libby, I've actually had friends close to me that
0: have experienced the very same thing. You don't know sometimes this is going on under your roof or with your children uh, with sometimes really dire consequences.
1: Oh yeah, and I mean, I I know people who have lost um, loved ones to this opioid abuse, and and you hear that story over and over. I didn't know, I had no idea. So again, you know, getting back to these harm reduction vending machines uh, right here in Milwaukee County, people saying, "Why do we need them?" Well, uh, George explains how young people are are getting fooled and, and getting these drugs that are laced with fentanyl.
2: The issue now with adolescents is non-opioid drugs that are spiked with fentanyl. You know, kids could be on Adderall in high school and junior high, and then they get to college, they might not be on Adderall anymore. They got a big exam coming, they're getting excited, and they try to find Adderall on the street. Well, they find it from someone in a bar. It might not be prescription Adderall. It might be counterfeit. According to the DEA, six out of 10 pills on the street are laced with fentanyl. These kids might not be addicted to opioids, but they're taking non-opioid drugs with fentanyl in them, and it's killing them.
1: It's just so disturbing when you think about the families that don't even know that their kids are being exposed to this. And, and as you said, many with dire consequences.
0: And you you had that conversation, that tough conversation, and, and that can't be easy. And as as you're talking to him, does that come through? I mean, it has to, right? Just to, yeah. li- you've lived that tragedy, and you're, you're sort of reliving it on the air for other people.
1: Well, and, and the thing is, I George Moore has now pretty much dedicated his life to getting people to wake up to this and to get schools more involved. And, and, you know, he's talked to a lot of superintendents and principals. And because this use of these drugs in high schools and even junior high schools, it's rampant and people don't realize how many young people are being exposed to this.
0: And one of the things that's uh, been talked about, but this used to be, and I'm going back to when I was younger, in the 70s and 80s, this used to be a, you know, urban problem it's not that anymore this is everywhere every socioeconomic level every class whatever you want to term you want to use it's it's infested everything availability is there and the part that i took away from that first clip is that it started so innocently with uh, an opioid for an injury and i've heard that story a million times as well
1: Oh, so have I. And, you know, and it's like you said, it's not just in areas that you'd think, oh, well, there's a lot of drug users there. It's everywhere. And, you, and it could be happening in your own home. So you'll want to listen this Sunday at 11 o'clock, and maybe you'll discover some of the signs in your own family that you didn't know existed.
0: Another must-listen-to conversation is the great Libby Collins, who joins us every Friday, kind of set, setting that conversation up. What else are you talking about? You're talking about the Oscars on Sunday with uh, with the one, the only Matt Miller.
1: I am. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk to him about that. And also, you're going to love this one, Steve. The favorite dog breeds in the state of Wisconsin.
0: Mm. Is it loud? Most
1: popular. Is it loud? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. You got to listen. But but even more interestingly, wait until you hear about the least favorite dog breeds we'll bring that audience sunday morning
0: that's why she's a pro libby collins with the ultimate radio tease i'll see on (laughs) i'll see you quoting on sunday libby
1: i always love love talking with you steve thanks stay on fire
0: all right i'm passionate today thank you to the great libby collins host of wisconsin's weekend morning news and conversations a quick break here lots more to get to i can't wait how about you